This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. And uh, yes, uh, I am Tom Kindred and uh, we are on the road again covering and working another very important uh, gathering of business leaders and um, government leaders and education leaders at the Florida Makes uh, 2023 Make More Manufacturing Summit. It's uh, all happening here at the Dr. Phillips uh, facility in downtown Orlando. And again, uh, just recently, as we were at the Florida Chamber's Future of Florida Forum, the room is full of, again, uh, business leaders, primarily in the uh, manufacturing space, but really an incredible event that we've attended for the last three years. A lot of good information. Um, of course, you know, a big issue for all small business owners, uh, not just manufacturers, but a, an issue for all small uh, business owners is cybersecurity. And we're going to kick off this whole summit talking about really what is a very critical issue for small business owners and operators. It is cybersecurity, and we have the right person uh, to answer those questions with us right now. We've got Horatio uh, Mycinet, who serves as President and Chief Executive Officer at Cybersecurity Solutions. Horatio, uh, thank you for taking time out of the summit here to spend a little time with us at Small Biz Florida. No, thank you, Tom, for having me here and uh, being able to uh, provide this this very important message yes mentioned. it is an extremely important message um so let's start as we always do horatio just a little bit of your background pathway to your current role as president and chief executive officer at Cybersecurity solutions yeah so um i entered the cyberspace uh the cybersecurity world uh i should say um through my time in the air force so i was a uh, um, eight years of active duty two years as a reservist um, and then I worked contra as a contractor for the Special Operations Command uh, at McDill Air Force Base. I was running the, I was the deputy uh, of the contractors uh, running the program and there while I bootstrapped the company. So the company was founded by two other Air Force guys in 2015. Uh, it took us about four years to develop our technology in order to get to a point where we could mass take it to market, essentially. Um, and it's specifically targeting those small and medium businesses. Because like you said, they are, uh, even though they're the, the, the foundation of our economy, right. um, they're the ones that are suffering the most from these attacks. Right. Well, and I think, I think to your point, I think a lot of small business owners don't think they're targets. Correct. You know, they think, ah, you know, we're, we're just too small. Who, who would target us? I mean, people want to target you know, big banks, big credit card companies, but that's not true, is it? That is correct. Tom, I, I can tell you the number one thing, at the same way that they feel that they are not too big to be right. targets, is the same way the news don't feel that they're newsworthy to right. announce every time a cyber attack happens to a small business. Right. And sadly is that they're the ones that get it. 
And they're the ones that close door. All these large corporations, they have millions of dollars to be able to sustain an attack. Right. But at hundred, $120,000 in ransomware can really shut down a lot of small businesses. Right, right. And you do enough $120,000 ones <laughs> that, you know, that adds up to a lot of money. Correct. Look, it, it's criminals, cyber criminals are very lazy. Right. So they're not looking, uh, unless they're after you, all they're doing is spraying and praying. They are just going out there, they're knocking on doors, which will be a firewall in the digital world. Right. And if you don't have it because your door is open, they're gonna get, go in there and wow. do their business. Good, good point. Um, and, and by the way, thank you for your service. I did not realize you had served with the Air Force. Thank you, sir. <laughs> of course, um, it's an honor to serve. Yeah, and uh, so let's, uh, let's start here. Who is Cyber Security Solutions? What's the, uh, what's the mission behind the company? Yeah, so there's two very specific missions that we, we look to do. One, we look to develop the workforce and address the need in, this, in the United States uh, right now for more cybersecurity professionals. And the reality is that uh, while academia has gone miles into perfecting the way they're training these professionals, is not enough. It still takes a year to two years to develop curriculum. Technology changes in four months. Right. So criminals change tactics in four months. So by the time they graduate, they, their knowledge is already outdated. And the private companies like myself, we, we're having to spend between $12,000 to $18,000 just to get them back into it. So they're already graduating with $60,000 in student loans. And now they're gonna, we're gonna have to spend more, invest in them to get them ready. So one of our targets, other than working with the small businesses, is to develop that workforce. We give the students opportunities. We work with UCF, with USF, Augusta University in Georgia. Um, we're expanding to Puerto Rico. We'll be working there with uh, the universities over there to get that talent, develop it, show them, and at the same time, put them to work with their community. One of the things that we found is that if the safety, the safety net starts with their community, um, uh, the, 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 the whole society benefits. So um, these students are going to their doctors, their dentists, and they're telling them, hey, I work with this company and this company is handling the cybersecurity uh, for, uh, for a lot of other companies um, and giving us opportunities to develop as students. And it becomes a, a mutual relationship that brings the cost of acquisition down. Right. And again, I got to tell you, I mean, that's pretty innovative thinking for you to start first we've got to build our own workforce. Correct. We, we've got to, because that's the complaint of everyone is we don't have a workforce, but, but you're being proactive about it and you're out there actually developing the workforce, which then in turn is going to help support small business owners and operators. And drive the cost down. Tom, when I was 19 years old and I went into the Air Force, uh, they gave me an administrative password for a network of over 30,000 computers at 19. There's companies today that have students that have bachelor's degree, have the knowledge, and they wanna start them off with very basic printer troubleshooting. It's, it would take them 10 years enough to just get to the point where they could be cyber uh, proficient and, and it's not sustainable. So we hope to change that model and show that price can come down um, for the small companies so that they can afford it and they can do what they want to do. Because small businesses want to do what's right. But when the cyber companies come to them and tell them that it's half a million dollars for a solution, they can't afford it. Right. Well, let, and let's talk about that for a minute. So so that that's probably what you hear the majority of the time pushback from small business owners is, you know, number one, I don't think I'm really a target mm -hmm. and I probably can't afford you anyway. 
Is that yeah. sort of what you hear? That is correct. So that has forced us to develop the tools of cyber risk quantification assessments that are free of cost so that we can actually show them this is how much data you have. So if you have $100,000 and I'm going to sell you a solution of $200,000 to prevent an attack, you're probably not going to be interested. But if I can show you that it's actually 10% of it and that it will be useful because you do have that information, two things can happen. Either you apply the security or you get rid of the information because you don't need it. So why were you collecting it in the first place? Yeah, great point. Drill down into that just for a second. Talk about what would when you talk about having a hundred thousand dollars worth of information. What does that mean for a small business owner? Yeah. So look, Florida has what is known as the Florida Information Protection Act, and that means that sensitive information that is in your systems needs to be guarded for specific reasons. And if you are if you suffer a cyber attack and you have more than 500 uh, citizens of Florida affected, you got to notify the state. There's some fines that will come to it. And that law that passed in 2016 uh, that Rick Scott was able to uh, execute um, was it's the Florida Information Protection App or FIPA. Let's call it FIPA. So FIPA states that a name and an email address is considered private information. Wow. So if you have the name and email addresses of anybody, and as a business owner, we do marketing, we right. have business, we right. have names, that is a requirement for you to protect those systems. That has a value. The state releases how much uh, fines have they given out and we're able to calculate what that value is. So when we do this risk quantification, we identify these databases, we identify all of it, and then we sit down with you and tell you, look, this is your liability based on last year's wow. Fines that were executed. I mean, that's got to be hugely helpful for a small business owner to understand what they're at risk for. That's, it, it starts with that, and that's the, that's the problem. The problem is that cybersecurity was always being sold as to me as what I call a scare tactic. Of oh, the bad hackers are coming, um, and we shouldn't look at it that way. We should look at it as a risk mitigation for that business, um, and and taking this approach opens up the conversation of of helping them. And like I said, companies make two decisions. They either buy the security, continue to have that information, or they really look at themselves and say, do I really need, th need this to continue operations? And if no is the case, then get rid of the risk and you'll be fine. Okay, nice. How does uh, one find you? Uh, to and, and well, I guess before you answer that okay. real quickly, Talk about the engagement process. So the mm -hmm. company calls you, says, hey, let's talk about this. Do you kind of go in and do that assessment first? No cost to that assessment? Yes. So that is a big hurdle that we wanted to, uh, to address when we started doing business, was that we also started realizing that even cybersecurity solutions are... Um, and funny, that's the name of the company, but uh, the, the cybersecurity vendors that were in the market were really expensive. But for the business to figure out what did they need, the assessments and the, uh, the consultants were also expensive. So now they're having to decide, okay, to, this year I have $30,000, I'm gonna do an assessment. This next year I have another $30,000, I'm gonna buy the parts. Now you're looking at $60,000 investment. So for us, the way that we do it is different. We do a free, uh, complimentary, because we do have C value in it. So there is value. So we do a complimentary assessment of five devices in your network. We tell you, pick the five best ones. We'll tell you what did we find, how much sensitive information, 
what's in there. And then we can start talks of, okay, let's do a business wide one and get you to really quantify your risk. If they end up signing up for preventive services, because that's what that's our main bread and butter. If they sign up for preventive services, we discount what they've invested in that assessment. So essentially, they are paying to solve the problem, not to figure out how to solve it. And it's very effective for them. Where are you guys kind of headquartered? Where are you working? Yeah, so we are headquarters in Tampa, Florida, right in uh, um, uh, Rocky Point. It's right by the airport overlooking the bay. Um, we are also in Orlando in Lake Nona. We have an office. There's new mandates for man, uh, medical manufacturers that came down, and they're going to be facing the same problems. Um, and there's a lot of startups in that area, which they cannot spend the money. We're in Augusta, Georgia. We're also in Washington, D.C., and we're expanding to Puerto Rico. And I don't guess you really have to start this process. It doesn't have to be face-to-face. All this could be done virtually. We currently work with 43 different manufacturing associations, so Florida makes being the one in Florida, but we have 43 different other states. We have clients all over the, uh, uh, all over the U.S. Um, and in Puerto Rico um, that, to your point, we've been able to do all this remotely without face-to-face. We do try to uh, uh, get down there sure. as much as we can because there's nothing like the handshake and, say, and, and getting to know our people, but um, we don't, not, not every partner we visit. And you mentioned to me before we went on the air, you're actually going to do a little uh, um, work with the SBDC in Puerto Rico. Uh, yes, yes. So we are working with the SBDC in Puerto Rico. We're going to be doing a um, kind of giving their business uh, 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 associates, uh, um, uh, their advisors, their business advisors, giving them the tools so that they can explain what this risk quantification is. Um, and that they can also start doing those quantifications for the, uh, the organizations down there before they can they get uh, different types of vendors that are within their systems. I mean, we're not looking to just give them to us, but really educate the public on, on what's needed. Nice. All right. How does one find cybersecurity solutions? Well, they can find us on our website at securedbycss.com. Um, we are also in LinkedIn, in Instagram, Facebook. You can look us, look us up, Cybersecurity Solutions Florida, um, across the, all the platforms. Um, and you can always reach out to us. There, there'll be webs, there'll be uh, links to set up calendar. There's phone numbers that you can call. We're there to pretty much help uh, uh, um, all those small companies uh, uh, address and, and be able to sustain a cyber attack. All right, I appreciate it. Excellent information. What's your role here at the uh, Florida Makes Make More Manufacturing Summit? Tom, we're down here as a sponsor supporting Florida Makes. We had a big engagement with them about a year ago. We did a big study for the Florida Economic Development Center. It was specifically targeted to companies that had uh, contracts with the Department of Defense. So these companies that had contract with the Department of Defense have a new regulation that they need to have a certification for cybersecurity. And... Uh, Florida wanted to know what was going to be the impact. They also had some money to help them out. So they wanted to know what were the most common missed threats. So, for example, I will tell you most challenges in these manufacturers that they're facing based on those results was multi-factor authentication. How do they roll that out in an organization? So Florida Makes was able to identify that through our studies and, and the study scanning that we did. And we were able to then, they were able to prioritize webinars and that type of education to move them on that line so that we don't lose uh, contracts. 
Florida is the third largest state with Department of Defense contracts. So if we don't get these certifications, our communities are going to hurt. So we need to make sure that they are certified and ready to continue supporting the, def the Department of Defense. Uh, incredible information. Uh, glad you're here, Horatio. No, thank That's you for having me, Tom. Important stuff. I appreciate uh, it. It is Horatio Mycinet, uh, who serves as President and Chief Executive Officer at Cybersecurity Solutions. Uh, Horatio, thank you for your support of the uh, Florida Makes Make More Manufacturing Summit. And uh, thank you for your support of small business owners and operators all over the place. Amen, Tom. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with your audience. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and thank all of you for tuning in to Small Biz Florida's special series from the Florida Makes Make More Manufacturing Summit. It's all taking place right here in Orlando, Florida. We are right dead in the middle of downtown. Uh, for more discussions and updates from this event, be sure to connect with us on social media at Small Biz Florida. Don't miss out on the upcoming episodes. Subscribe now. Stay in tune and inform all small business sectors. Until next time, stay inspired and keep pushing the boundaries of possibility. Thank you, Horatio. Thank you. A lot more to come from the Florida Makes Make More Manufacturing Summit. Uh, stay tuned. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.